Racing World is presented by Race Control Magazine. Welcome back everyone to Racing World. Today we're looking at the second of our two-part special on the Indy 500 test that took place last week at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. This is obviously prior to this week's running of the first round of the NTT IndyCar Series at Barber Motorsport Park in Alabama, which is just an amazing track. I was lucky enough to visit there a few years ago. The Motorcycle Museum just is mind-blowing. I'm not necessarily a motorcycle person, but just unbelievable. Largest collection of Lotus cars in the world. Then there's all the sculptures and everything. So I think we're in for a great uh, first event at Barber this weekend. Very testing track for drivers, and teams have done some tests there as well, so it'll be a a very level playing field and a little bit more on that later on. But looking back at the um, at the IndyCar test from last weekend, or last week I should say, there's a few things that had come into play. So I'm going to give you some numbers here. In 2012, a Honda won the Indy 500. In 2013, a Chevy won the Indy 500. The cycle repeated itself in 2014 when a Honda won, and then in 15, a Chevy won. Then things got a little bit different. And in 16 and 17, it was Honda victories both times at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Followed then in 18 and 19 with Chevy victories at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Followed again in 2020 with a Honda win by Sato, as we all now know. So looking at that formula in 2021, you'd have to say that maybe it's going to be another Honda victory, in which case there's a whole arrangement of drivers from Rossi to Sato again to Dixon that could potentially be in the mix but in saying that the Chevys looked very very strong last week so I'm kind of not going to get into the logic of the maths but it's it's an interesting um, way to look at it anyway if, if nothing else. Then the other part of uh, the equation at the moment is what we'll call the changing of the guard so we've got you know Dixie who's you know in his 40s now uh, six-time IndyCar champion, championship winner Sato a two-time Indy 500 champion, he's 44. But then look at the young brigade that we've got coming along. Renus VK, 20. Colton Herter, 21. Pedro Award, 22. Alex Plough, 24. Scott McLaughlin, 27. Jack Harvey, 28. Rossi, 29. Rosenquist, 29. Connor Daly, 29. Joseph Newgarden, sounding old at 30. Marcus Ericsson, 30. Ray Hall at 32. And James Hinchcliffe at 34. So there's this second generation of drivers that are really starting to come into the equation now. So there's a lot of things I think that are going to play themselves out this season. Most importantly, I think that the season will be about consistency. And that's where someone like Dixon is always strong. Newgarden will be strong. But then there's the variables of some of the other drivers this year. I'm picking Pato Awards going to get a win, at least one win this year. Uh, and we may see some upsets along the way. We're bound to see some upsets. But first of all, looking back at that test at, at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, I had the chance to uh, catch up with a few drivers. And first one I talked to was um, Juan Pablo Montoya about his return to the car and his first time he'd driven the car with the closed cockpit. You always, you always need a lot of clean air. Even before this, like even the old cars, you need a lot of clean air. With these cars, I think you still, for me personally, you still notice the difference. Um, it's a shame, I, yeah, I mean, that we didn't get, you know, some people try that push to pass, they did the other test. Um, but it, it would make racing quite more wild, I think. And I know some people don't want wild, but... Hey, good morning, everyone. Morning, Joseph. Uh, we're in an airport lounge today, so it's a bit different here in New Zealand. Eventually, we're going to get on that big plane to get to you guys in Indy. But, Joseph, um, a question for you, really, considering you're one of the, the more 
uh, we'll say elder statesmen now at Penske Racing. These days that you've just had at Indy, how valuable are they for someone like Scott McLaughlin? Oh, tremendously. You know, Scott's been so much fun to be around because he, you know, he's truly he's truly a rookie in IndyCar, and everything that he does is like the coolest thing ever. And so to to see that perspective again after having you know been here myself for ten years. Uh, it's just really fun. It's really fun to see that, you know, through his his eyes. Um, but it's a very valuable day. You know, he's soaking everything up. Every moment, he's getting better. He's doing a really good job trying to take time, ask a lot of questions, uh, pay attention to every detail. Like, he's, you know, he's really switched on. He's, he's a smart race car driver. He's doing all the right things to figure out how to be good in this category. And I think you can come to expect that. I think he will be very competitive this year. Um, so, yeah, valuable day for him, for sure. Very wise words there from uh, Joseph Newgarden about the Kiwi driver, Scott McLaughlin, but another person that's very close to the action and maybe thinks a little bit that way, being from Australia, Will Power. Will, how do you think McLaughlin's gone so far and where's the season heading for him? I mean, Scott, the difference is that Scott has a significant amount of experience at a very high level, um, you know, because the Supercar Championship in Australia is very competitive and very professional. I mean, it's on par with IndyCar, so... You know, he's, he's been through all the stuff that rookies go through and, um, you know, you've seen that in his testing. He hasn't thrown it off. He really he's hardly – I don't think he's even been off the track. So, um, yeah, he's very methodical about the uh, his approach and I think it just – that experience is going to help him significantly over a, a rookie that had only done junior categories. And then uh, just the second part of this question for for your team owner, Roger, the captain, you know, what do you think this means to him? He's finally seen a, a field of 32 cars go around his speedway, um, building up to what could be a, a great month of May this year uh, by comparison to what we had last year. Well, certainly, you know, Roger has a lot of pride in this place, um, and he should. You know, this is an amazing facility, and... You know, he is a very uh, deserving captain to lead this ship. I think we're all pretty happy that he's he's at the helm of it. Uh, but he's, you know, he's beaming to, to be out here every day. You know, he's always excited and, you know, excited for what we're doing at the team, but more excited for, the, for what the Speedway is doing. And uh, there's, not, there's no one that wants fans here more than Roger. I can tell you that. So I think if we, you know, we get a semi um, – semi-filled up crowd he's going to be a very happy man we're all going to be happy this place you know this place was built for fans it's what this track's all about and so uh we get to month of may and have some people in the stands it's going to be welcome for everybody right to the bit that you've all been waiting for if you're a new zealand viewer and scott mclaughlin and I had the chance with a unique penske uh press conference call that they had just today to catch up with a few of the drivers and one of them of course mclaughlin and a big thing for you, Scott, is what have you taken away from the tests that you've had recently leading into this, your first real event this time, uh, and the start of a first full season with IndyCar kicking off at Barber this weekend? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Had a great test at the Indy 500, uh, sorry, at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, nice to, awesome to do some laps around there, but I've got, you know, three great teammates to lean on, uh, not yeah. only in terms of driving style, but setup wise, you know, trust in what the car is going to be like at, at qualifying trim and, you know, at race trim and understanding that. Um, so that was really nice to lean on all, all three of the guys and all three of them were, were fantastic with me, helping me build up and, and get, um, get acquainted. Um, but for me, it's, uh, 
I don't really know what to expect. I think we've done some really good work as a team in the off season. Um, and, and from what I understand, uh, the team's in a, in a, in a, a, a positive spot, uh, but you don't know with testing right now, you know, sort of where everyone's at. I think we won't know until probably qualifying Barber at Barber. So Simon's probably best answer that sort of thing. But, you know, for me right now, it's about doing as many laps as I can, getting as much experience under my belt and, um, you know, leaning on, on, on my three great teammates as much as I can. Well, Scott, you've also completed two days of testing at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, a massive amount of mileage, running in traffic, group running, fuel running, aero running, all sorts of things there. Uh, what was the takeaway factor from that? And what's that due to the confidence heading towards the, you know, the month of May later, which is really only a few weeks away? I'm feeling as prepared as I can be right now. You know, I'm, I, uh, I said to my wife last night, you know, whatever happens this week, you know, I I'm, I'm, uh, feel like I've, I've done a lot of hard work worked on my fitness. Uh, this is going to be a very physical week. It's a, it's a tough track on the body, um, but work with the team to get an understanding. This this track, it requires a lot of commitment, um, a lot of bravery, and, and a lot of, yeah, like I said, commitment to the aero, the aerodynamics of the car. And that's something that I'm getting used to right now. Uh, but, you know, bit by bit, I've got used to it um, across the run and, and uh, having a couple of test days here. You know, it puts me in good stead knowing what I've got and, and what I will have uh, chassis-wise uh, when we hit the, cr- hit the track on, uh, on Saturday morning. So, yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I'm happy where we're at, uh, but, yeah, really excited for the challenge and, and it's going to be a, a, an up and down year. I'm re- really excited for you know, all the obstacles and, and you know, what's going to come across in my, in my rookie season. And uh, just just finally, just heading to to Barber to kick the season off. You know how how important is it to get points on the board early on and and kick start the season in the most positive way? Yeah, it's always important. You know, I always tell people, I tell the team, you know, let's let's get. I say that I say let's get on the board today, and uh, you know we don't have to win the race, but we need to score some points and, and have a good showing, and you know set ourselves up for a good year. Um, so that's what we try and do. That's what we're going to try and do next weekend. Thanks, Joseph, for your time today. Great privilege to be able to talk to you like this and, and get some insight as to what the season uh, lies ahead, shall we say. And uh, hopefully it won't be too long till we get back up there to see you again and, and look forward to catching up with you and the rest of the boys at Team Penske. Awesome. Can't wait to see you guys over here. Thanks. Just stepping away from this just for a little bit, I'm back into my facts and figures for you. I'm just looking at some interesting stats that I've been investigating over the last few days. If we look at the championship, in 2017, Newgarden won the championship. 2018, Dixon won the championship. 2019, Newgarden won the championship. 2020, Dixon won the championship. So is it time for Joseph to win again in 2021? You'd definitely say that the form that we saw at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway very encouraging form from there, but you just can't rule anybody out. I think this is one thing that really separates IndyCar racing from maybe a lot of other categories around the world, and yes, I am biased, but it's a great leveller. You have to be consistent, you've got to adapt to all the disciplines across the season, and that's when you get a champion. And someone who may come out of the block strong uh, at the beginning of the season might be someone like Will Power, and if he gets that momentum behind him, he's going to be a very hard man to catch as well. So I think we're in for a great season. Um, and of course, you know, we've got an oval before the Indianapolis 500 this year at Texas, so there's just going to be so much to, to talk about over the coming weeks when Racing World returns to its normal format with the boys back around the table and we can debate the issues as well. But looking back again at that Indy 500 test, um, Simon, what did you take away from it? At the end of the day, it's about knowing how to tackle each practice for qualifying and then the race. And I think we have a, 
right now, I think we have a very good um, outlook on everything. So I'm super excited about uh, this format, quite frankly. I think, um, you know, we have a, a two-day weekend in Barber. St. Pete is different, three-day weekend, and, and Texas is two races. So the next four races are back-to-back. Uh, it's going to be intense, but I think we, I know we're ready, and um, I can't wait to get going. Well, there you have it. That's a bit of a recap of the two days of testing at Indy as the teams now head to uh, Barber Motorsport Park in Alabama. It's about a four or five hour drive from Indianapolis. It's a bit of a haul, but it's not too bad. Um, and the season kicks off and it's underway. You know, first points on the board will be a critical thing, I think, this year. Consistency factor, as we've mentioned, uh, will be a big thing. And then we've got this run of races straight away just to kick off the season, back-to-back weekends of racing and a whole variable uh, bunch of circuits as well. So it's going to uh, test the teams early on and it's the survival of the fittest. But I think that we're in for a season with upsets, drama and maybe a new champion. One never knows, but uh, it's certainly going to be some great watching. So uh, looking forward to that. Don't forget, Racing World returns in its normal format pretty soon now. Uh, we've got the Formula One season kicking off. Obviously, V8 supercars have kicked off. Get Darcy and Bob back around the table, and we'll be able to pull everything apart and, and bring you a weekly show once again with some new and improved changes. And for those of you who are watching uh, and you live in the New Zealand area or particularly the upper half of the North Island, don't forget there's one last Speedway event this season that's just worthy of a mention right now. It's the BT Memorial Meeting at Huntley Speedway uh, this Saturday. So uh, Saturday, oh, I've got to look at the calendar. About Saturday the 17th of uh, April. Um, great event uh, organised by Roger Davis and the team at Huntley uh, Speedway. And uh, Bryce was a fitting uh, person that uh, deserves a meeting like this. We sadly lost him just over a year ago now. And uh, this meeting is at Huntley this weekend. Full lineup of midgets, F2s, TQs, quarter midgets, the whole whole deal. So it's a great way to end a speedway season in New Zealand. If you happen to be in the neighbourhood, that's definitely one to go and check out this weekend. But for the rest of you, thanks very much for watching. As I said, Racing World returns in its normal format in just a couple of weeks from now so until then enjoy what we've done and we'll see you very soon racing world is presented by race control magazine 